It is rare when a book about our early republic is relevant forty years after it was originally published. It is rarer still when that book provides insight into national problems we refuse to solve two centuries later. You are therefore holding in your hands, or listening to, one of the most important books you will ever encounter. Here's why. Unlike other histories of this era, this book is written from a revolutionary perspective, much like Jefferson's generation viewed the world. The American Revolution of 1800 was not just about an election. It was about a life-and-death struggle for power between democratic-republican principles and oligarchic plutocratic values based on corruption. In short, this book, by implication, is about the identical crisis America faces today. The author's unique analysis is based on the idea of faction-controlling party and how both undermine constitutional government. In an age where modern parties and the factions that control them have paralyzed our government, this book validates the politics of the founders. In still another contribution, the book demonstrates how preserving revolutionary ideas within our culture depends on understanding the classical tradition. The ability to recognize a demagogue is rooted deeply in the role Caesar played in destroying the Republic of ancient Rome. That fear of a Caesar inspired Jefferson and others to organize citizens against the Federalists, thereby completely contradicting the political rules of their time. The book, above all, presents a profoundly positive view of Jefferson and his creativity in the midst of crisis. It celebrates his gift twenty-four years after he wrote the Declaration of Independence, and proves he never abandoned his principles or his revolutionary vision for America's future. Ironically, it has become a cliché in political and economic circles that, while we love Thomas Jefferson, we live in a country largely run by Alexander Hamilton's policies and John Adams' politics. This may have been more true of the roughly two hundred years before the contemporary free trade era beginning in the 1970s under Richard Nixon and exploding in the mid-1990s when Bill Clinton signed the North American Free Trade Agreement and the General Agreement on Tariffs and Trade. Alexander Hamilton must be rolling over in his grave. Nevertheless, we have become a mercantilist nation dominated by banks and big industries, as Hamilton envisioned. It is true that there were huge differences between Hamilton and Jefferson, particularly in their visions for the future of America and its economy, and those divisions tend to dominate interpretations of our political discussion when we reference the era of our first few presidents. But a much larger and more dramatic battle of worldviews played out in the late 1790s between President John Adams and Vice President Thomas Jefferson leading directly to what is arguably the most transformational presidential election in American history, the election of 1800.